Hello, welcome to Sip Tea with Allie, and I wanted to hop on here and record a quick episode because I did not record one and upload one on Wednesday or Thursday like I normally do, and it's Friday, but that's okay. Um, Life has been a little rough, okay? And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this podcast, is learning to see God through the sufferings that we experience in our lives. Alright, so seeing God through sufferings is something that I'm still learning to do. Um, And I will admit that in the moment, it is very difficult to just offer things up or to just keep on moving forward and trusting in God, believing in God, praying to God, you know, and having a good, strong relationship with Him. I feel like it's even more important to draw closer to God in those moments where we are struggling. And I've talked about this before, but I feel like it was important to talk about and, you know, make an entire episode on. So this is something that I'm coming into with, I guess, personal experience. Um, so I we recently lost a loved one. Um, I will let you guys know, I haven't been to a funeral, um, for a family member before, and it is definitely different, um, it is a very different experience, um, I've been to family members for, um, you know, family friends, you know, uh, close friends who have lost a loved one in their family, or just a friend, and, you know, it, it, I will admit that, like, funerals are an experience that I feel like definitely change a person or make a person, you know, look at their life and say, wow, I've made it this far or wow, I'm so thankful to be alive, you know, and to really thank God, um, thank God for that person in the time that you got to spend with them. And, you know, and it's interesting how we experience um, hurt or grief or fear or suffering. And, I mean, all of us are going to experience it in different ways. (laughs) Um, Honestly, it is very difficult to look at suffering as something beautiful. Um, You know, it's it's those thorns on the rose bush, right, you know, that those are those sufferings that we experience, but there's still beauty in it, if you know what I mean. So I think it is really difficult to um, experience loss or experience hurt or heartbreak, you know, maybe experience loss in the sense of you lost a friendship that happened a lot to me when I was little to the point where I have trust issues or um you know I I get easily attached to people and if I start to open up to someone and I trust them and welcome them into my heart no matter how well I get to know them or not you know like if that person were to die or to just 
leave, you know, not be in my life any longer, you know, move away or, or et cetera, you know, it, it would tear me apart. And it would make me lose my faith. Not like faith in God, but my faith that like true friends exist, um, true family exists, you know what I mean? Because um, I'm sure we could all say that we you know, are no longer friends with someone we used to, or, you know, we have lost someone or know someone who has lost someone, you know, like I know personally, it could just be because I'm an empath, but like when somebody loses a loved one, whether I know that person or not, whether I (laughs) know that person really well, um, you know what I mean? But I still hurt for that person who lost a loved one and, you know, their entire family and friends, like my soul breaks when I find out that someone passed away, even if, even if it's not someone I've ever met, you know, and it is very difficult. It's, it's a difficult thing to experience because I take things on and it becomes very heavy. Um, and it could just be because I'm, I'm sensitive. Um, and I want to let you guys know there's nothing wrong with being sensitive. I've been labeled as sensitive. Um, I've been labeled as innocent. I've had people say these things to me. And, you know, those aren't... Maybe they didn't mean them. Maybe they did mean them in a rude way. Maybe they didn't. For a while, I took those to heart because I was like, it's bad to be sensitive. It's bad to be innocent well I knew it's not I mean (laughs) I know it's not bad to be innocent but I mean when someone labels you that way it does feel kind of like you know it's rude (laughs) in the moment um but guys I'm here to remind you that it's okay to be sensitive it's okay to be an empath it's okay to cry over someone you've never met it's okay to experience love and loss and suffering and hurt and longing you know those are just natural things we experience because we are imperfect because we are human and I will emphasize the fact that we are imperfect um you know I even though I didn't really get to know this loved one that well I still got to to meet this loved one and you know I knew this loved one meant a lot to my family, especially, you know, um, my dad, but I, even though I, you know, didn't really get to know him very well, you know, I still, my heart still broke and I still, you know, felt that desire to cry. And I felt that desire to thank God for the life that he has given me. Um, and really reflect on the fact that I've made it, you know, this many years. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. And I felt like that was a good grounding exercise. You know, I used to not do this type of stuff because when I would get anxiety, it wasn't my first tendency to be like, okay, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I've been through these, you know, many anxiety attacks before you know big anxiety attacks before I've been through all sorts of stuff and I made it out alive um that's something I wouldn't be able to write I I just wouldn't 
do and I wouldn't be able to do in that moment. Maybe I would do it after the fact um, or as a means of slowly calming down. But I want to say that like, you know, attending this funeral and being around family and traveling and all this kind of stuff this week has made me realize how important it truly is to just breathe and realize that God has been with you through thick and thin and you're still alive you're still breathing you know and it made me think about you know how fickle life can be you know you could be old you could be young you never know and there truly is something beautiful in just being able to know that as long as you know you're in a state of grace as long as you're striving towards sainthood you know making yourself little and becoming childlike and and just knowing loving and serving god you're doing everything you need to be doing you know avoiding sin etc like if you're doing that there's no reason to fear death there's no reason to fear suffering and you know, you just have to learn to live each day like it's your last, you know, and I think it's so important to ground yourself every day, um, not like ground yourself to, to your room, if you know what I mean, but, you know, just breathe and to just, just breathe in and breathe out and just realize that God's with you every breath, you know, every step and he's guiding you and I think it is really healing to realize hey like I've made it this far and I'm still alive and just being able to do that every day is a gift in itself because it allows us to just think about how far we've come and just place ourselves in God's hands and know that he's in control that's something that is difficult to do when you know you're panicking or when you're experiencing sorrow or or that fear but I feel like it is so essential and it's something that like I said I wouldn't have ever done (laughs) um but I think this week you know experiencing those type of you know those things um really made me step back and think about that and reflect on what has happened over the past year you know to a few months and think about how much I've changed as a person for better and for worse and how God was with me through it all you know I did not have a good summer last year and it has made me really scared for this summer because I'm the type of person that if I'm not doing anything like or making any sort of like big accomplishment or I don't know like studying a ton or doing this and that like I feel like I am worthless if you know what I mean and like when summer comes around I have a really hard time just like living in the present moment and enjoying myself like it's like I have to force myself to have fun and relax and to just live in the present moment and 
So I've, you know, recently I've been trying to think of ways that I can allow myself to do that. You know, I'm trying to think of things that make me happy, make me feel like I, I could just, I don't know, like do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those things that make you feel so alive. You know, that's what I, that's how I put it. Um, for me, it's, it's been writing. Writing has made me feel so alive. Like, it's what makes me, like, be able to get to know myself better, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm able to get to know my anxiety better through writing. You know, that sounds weird, but it's like you have to get to know that monster in order to avoid that monster. And I think another thing that's been like making me just feel so alive and find healing is like the thought of spending more time outdoors, especially horseback riding. As weird as it sounds, guys, I have a strong desire to learn how to ride a horse. Um, and when I was little, I wanted to so badly. And when I finally went for my birthday, my my grandparents and my parents took me and I got a ride on a little pony. I was so scared. Um <laughs> don't note to self, don't take don't take a young child to ride a pony just because they say they want to if they have anxiety. <laughs> um, might not end well. It was fine. It, I didn't get hurt or anything, but it, afterwards, it wasn't like I felt like I needed to do it. You know, when I was younger, I honestly was satisfied with just staying at home. I want to say that I was a very big introvert when I was younger. I never really felt this desire to go out and see people. Um, I want to say that when I got together with people, like I was pretty talkative and pretty social. So like slightly extroverted, but I just didn't have this desire to go out and try new things and and meet new people and stuff like all that stuff scared me to death and and it still kind of does if you know what I mean because that to me that that equals like all that stuff equals change and for someone who has anxiety it's kind of like oh change is a bad thing you know it it gets me out of my comfort zone I'm no longer free you know I'm no longer I no longer feel safe I feel threatened but that's something that I want to experience. I want to experience change because I realize that, well, now I realize that change can be a good thing. You know, even if it, if change sometimes is bad, it's still good, if you know what I mean. Um, like, let's say you have to move, and that's a big change. If you have to move out of state or um, move, you know, further away from people and those activities that you like and enjoy, if you know what I mean? Um, like, that's a big change. And I've never really had to experience that. I've had to experience, like, moving from, you know, different types, ty different, like, school-type things. Um, but I never had to, like, experience, like, moving to another state or anything or moving really far away from people. But I feel like if you think about it, God had a reason for that. Maybe like you were, you know, maybe you're going to like meet your best friend or, you know, go to 
a school where you just finally feel like you you belong you know what I mean like change can be good um even if it seems bad or you tell yourself is bad you know it still can be good and that's something that I am really learning and that's why I'm realizing I'm changing I want to go out and get out of my comfort zone I want to be free and so as weird as it sounds it feels like you know taking up a unique sport like horseback riding gives me that those type of vibes if you know what I mean or or archery as well I'm thinking about taking up horseback riding or archery and as weird as it sounds it does make me feel like yeah it's gonna be out of my comfort zone because I feel like it is hard to try something new when you're a lot older um but of course every place that you know offers lessons for anything are really good at making people feel like it's never too late to try something new like I feel like I would be that old lady (laughs) that's like trying new things like in her 80s or something if God allows me to live that long like I feel like I'm starting to get to a point in my life where I'm kind of like no I don't care if I'm like the oldest person in the in the class you know um or I'm the youngest you know like age is just a number but it's it's about your maturity level it's about what you think you can handle and I feel like I can handle these type of things like the responsibility of you know tacking a horse or the responsibility of you know, making sure that I'm putting on my equipment for archery properly and I'm taking the, you know, the correct precautions and everything. Um, I feel like I am ready to try new things. And for me, that is like a huge milestone because like last summer, I, and the summer before that, really bad anxiety to the point where it just made me feel sick all the time and I started getting anxiety like anxiety like depression so it wasn't depression but like sometimes anxiety can make you feel like you have depression at times um I mean most of the time it does but it's not like I had depression so I really just didn't want to go out I didn't want to do anything (laughs) I remember like a few years ago like for whenever I was turning 16, like, I didn't want a big party. I did not. I was like, nope. (laughs) That, that scared me. Um, I did not want to be that, around that many people. Um, I was like, no, (laughs) I'll do something with one or two people, and I will be fully satisfied. Um, that just wasn't my thing, and looking back, I wish I would have done a party, but you know what? It's, it's, it's done. It's in the past. Last year, um, I did actually kind of make myself get out of my comfort zone a little bit and invite several people over for my birthday. And that was, I mean, it wasn't like several people. It was a good amount of people. And it was nice. It was really nice. Um, and it was freeing to like make myself do that, if you know what I mean. But other than that, last summer was just really bad. And I guess, like, 
coming back around to what I said earlier about how about how I felt like I just didn't like summer and I'm starting to like learn to like it because I can see that sure I might have difficulties along the way you know I might have like the worst summer ever I thought last summer was the worst summer ever but you know you never know you know I might have like the worst summer ever and I can still look at it through the eyes of a person striving towards sainthood because there is something so beautiful in in change and in suffering and in in experiencing loss and and sorrow and joy um and it made me really like this week has made me really look back on things and it's I guess it's really made me just fully realize how important it is to accept change and realize that you know when God throws something at you and it feels like it's coming you know 500 miles per hour and you don't think you can handle it God doesn't give you something that you can't handle you know he he gives you something that he knows you can handle I think it's a great honor when he gives us big sufferings because he he's thinking highly of us um and keep in mind that you don't do this alone you don't walk this road alone you're not suffering alone you know god is right by you carrying his own cross i wanted to read you guys something because i think it's just beautiful and it goes really well with what the message i'm trying to get across i know this is all over the place bear with me i had like a 13 hour car ride yesterday back home um lost a family member and was just yeah (laughs) it's been a crazy week so i'm gonna read this beautiful poem to you guys and it's called footprints in the sand and i'm sure some of you have heard of it but i feel like it's it's so beautiful to reflect on one night a man had a dream He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footsteps in the sand, one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footsteps. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in his life. This really bothered him, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my son, my precious child, I love you, and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, When you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Oh, that always gives me chills. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't tear up because I normally do. Um, I just think that's so beautiful. You know, God is carrying you through those times where it feels like you can't pick yourself back up. And keep in mind that you know, God loves you, you know, when you, when you 
are experiencing that hurt and that suffering, that loss, you know, that grief. Um, and so often, like, grief can feel like fear. I know, like, C.S. Lewis wrote about that in his book, um, The Grief. I think it's called The... Hold on. Let me make sure I'm not messing this up. I think it's called The Grief Observed. A Grief Observed. Okay, yeah, I was close. <laughs> um, yeah, C.S. Lewis um, wrote about what it was like to lose his wife, and he said, he wrote that, like, so often, like, we forget that grief can feel like fear. Um, and the way I interpreted that was kind of like, when we experience grief, we become afraid that someone close to us, you know, another person close to us are going to die, you know, and I feel like it, it is very difficult to experience that, but, you know, and I think that kind of can lead people to experience, like, anger, um, people can be angry at God, and I have experienced that that with things before, maybe not, like, with, you know, losing a loved one, but, or, or knowing someone that has lost a loved one, but more in terms of, like, anxiety. Anxiety and not, and, and my delayed sleep disorder have made me angry at God at times, um, more than I would like it to. And after the fact, I feel so guilty, and I feel so unworthy of his love, but keep in mind, guys, that he loves us even at our lowest. You know, when when we are experiencing grief and that grief turns into fear and then that fear turns into anger, like God's God's forgiven us. God loves us. God's holding us. You know, he's carrying us through those times where we feel like he's not there. You know, we're kind of like, where are your footprints, Lord? But he's still there. And I know this is like another like serious type podcast episode and I want these to become a little bit lighter and I'm gonna make them a lot more fun this summer especially because I don't think I'm gonna run into situations where I can't do it you know I might have like a trip here and there where I can't record a podcast but I might record it in advance or something and I know this is like again like I said it's it's a lot heavier than I I want it to be but I'm just trying to let you guys know that like No matter what you go through, what you have been through, God was with you through it all. And that change you experienced in your life, whether you thought it was for better or for worse, had its purpose, had its meaning. Like I personally thought last summer was the worst summer ever. And I am not looking forward to this summer, but I have decided that I'm going to make myself look forward to this summer because, you know, it's a future, not my own. And... I want you guys to look up that song, um, A Future Not My Own by Matt Marr. It's so good. Um, it's a really positive, upbeat song. And I I actually had the honor of meeting Matt Marr when I was little. And it was really cool. I got to go and see him live. He's such an amazing Catholic um, singer. And I know some people are not a huge fan of praise and, praise and worship music. I know some people are. Some people aren't, it, it's a hit or miss, but I think his style is very unique and 
I can be kind of picky in terms of praise and worship music because I'm more of a trad girl. I mean, I am a trad Catholic, but, you know, I'm more of a trad girl in terms of, like, um, music, like, I guess, religious music, um, because I would rather listen to, like, Gregorian chant any day, because, in my opinion, Gregorian chant is, like, what heaven's gonna sound like, but, like, a hundred, like, million times more beautiful than that, um, and I just, uh, I can't even fathom that, because I already get chills while listening to chant, um, and there's, like, this particular chant that, um, is sung during Lent that I just, I love, and I cannot think of the name right now, but I think I might have an episode entirely dedicated to Gregorian chant in the future, and if you're interested in that, let me know, because I was in a scola, like a Gregorian chant choir, um, a few months ago, so I, I can, I can talk about it quite a bit, (laughs) it is very difficult to explain, and I won't be able to, like, explain everything, like, punctums, and, you know, all those fancy terms, as well as other people, but I will say that, like, I learned a ton, and it's such an amazing experience, and if you're into that kind of stuff, like, maybe try considering, like, joining a Gregorian chant choir at your local FFSP parish. I think it's, like, FSSP. No. I think it's I don't know if there's two F's or one F, but basically, um, just your Latin Mass or your TLM, Traditional Latin Mass Parish. Like, it's the best thing ever, and it was, it's really healing. Gregorian chant is really healing. Um, so, check that out. But anyways, what I was saying about, like, Matt Marr is that like he does have a very unique style and recently I've been finding finding a lot of healing in listening to um some praise and worship music it, and in my opinion I think like Matt Marr um and 10th Avenue North have some of the best out there I do like some of Switchfoot stuff especially This Is Home I think I've talked about that song before and what it meant to me um <laughs> But yeah, like definitely check out A Future Not My Own because I feel like it goes with this podcast episode and just if you're afraid of change, if you're afraid uh, of losing a loved one and um, maybe you already have lost a loved one recently or you've lost a friendship, um, maybe someone has stabbed you in the back or, you know, like I've I've heard about, I mean, like this person doesn't know that I know, (laughs) uh, but someone else told me. Um, so I know that somebody did stab me in the back, like, two years, one or two years ago, and I'm still learning to forgive, I'm still learning to forget, and to just let go, you know, and I'm here to remind you guys that I'm not perfect, my life isn't together, no matter how happy and upbeat I seem on here, I'm not, um, and one of my jobs I feel like for this podcast is to remind you guys that you're not alone. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, I did this today and I accomplished X, Y, and Z, or you need to watch this and do this. Like, you guys don't have to listen to me, okay? Like, and if you're still listening to my podcast episodes, 
thank you. Um, if you're still even listening this far, thank you. Here is an air hug. But seriously, like, I don't care how many people listen as long as it got to someone. Because I feel like God has called me to just share just be open and and let people know that they're not alone you know I hate social media because all it is is just praising um, our society that that worships these pictures picture perfect lives why couldn't I say that Um, and that's not reality guys I'm here to remind you what reality is Um, it's heartbreak it's loss it's suffering it's feeling like you're not good enough um, that's something I am struggling with a ton. Um, you know, last night I came home from our long trip just feeling exhausted. And, you know, I was on Instagram some in the car on the trip and I knew I shouldn't have because, you know, it just made me feel worse and made me feel like I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy enough that I will forever be single that I x y and z you know and like if you guys can like do try doing a a social media detox I did it the other week and it's the best thing ever and I don't even feel the desire to go on it anymore like I got rid of it for months last year and then I got back on it I want to say like in you know like beginning of December and only stayed for about half a month and then I got off for a month or two and then I got back on it's been like back and forth back and forth back and forth but I have to tell you guys like there's I don't feel like there's a need to go on there anymore and if you don't feel that that I'm so happy for you um and if you still feel this strong desire to post about things because you feel like you're competing with someone um, like, you need to show people that I'm just as good as you are. Um, I have it together like everyone else. If you're feeling those desires like I have recently, like, taking a break from social media can be so healing and can remind us to look inward and not outward and to really see beauty in the little things. It's not about, oh, I got to grab my phone and take a picture of this. It's about, I have to thank God for this. You know, I have to thank God for this beautiful memory, this this beautiful thing I'm witnessing, whether it's, you know, a little stray cat you found that you think is, like, the most adorable thing you've ever seen, you know? Like, instead of taking a snap of it, like, thank God for it. Thank God for that moment and that memory and take a snap in your head, you know? I think that's another thing that I really want to do this summer. Like, sure, I I want to take little videos and pictures because I want to remember this summer. I told myself that I was going to do that, more of that, but I don't have to share those, you know what I mean? It's more for, like, me to look back on or for friends to look back on. And that's why I think that's what pictures should be nowadays, but I feel like it's it's not. It's all about, like, sharing. Um, but, yeah, I do definitely think that that's another good thing to do um, as a means of healing is just is turning to God and not to social media uh, as a reminder that you're beautiful. You know, I I will admit that I've done this before where I've, like, posted something where 
I kind of talked about, oh, I don't feel loved, I don't feel beautiful, or whatever, just so I hope I hear it from someone. But, you know what? Like, I don't need to do that. (laughs) You know, like, last night, when I was feeling down, down in the dumps, and literally did not think I was beautiful, think I was this and that, I was kind of thinking about, oh, this so-and-so got this scholarship, and and -and so-and-so got into this college, and oh, so-and-so, you know, got, you know, a really cute haircut, blah, 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 like, why don't I have all that, you know, why am, why aren't I getting those things, or doing those things, and I was able to stop that train of thought for once in a long time, and instead of turning to people or worldly things or, or, or trying to prove that I'm beautiful or post something on social media, blah, blah, blah. I turned to God last night and I said, no, <laughs> I said no to the devil. And I was like, no, I am beautiful because God made me. You know, I don't care if I will forever have these acne scars on my face. I don't care if I'm going to be this and that or look like this and that for my entire life because I feel like it's so stupid to feel that way. I just got so done with it last day. I was like, no, no. And I still felt like that a little bit today off and on and it definitely comes and goes. But I feel like I am proud of myself for just saying nope and and moving forward. Um, I have this new saying that I am using and I've decided since like yesterday it was going to be my thing. So I'm leaving this podcast episode with this new saying I came up with. Hug your loved ones tighter, dream higher, and tell Satan he's a liar. Like, guys, that's my new, like, mantra. Like, I know that's kind of, like, that's not, like, a Catholic thing, but you know what I mean. Like, anyways, guys, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast episode, for joining me in a talk about change and and anxiety and how to really just look at life and you know reflect back on what has happened what sufferings God has allowed you to experience and and just be thankful and just breathe and to just say I've made it this far and pat yourself on the shoulder you know give yourself a hug and say we've made it this far um and realize that It's not about what other people think about you that matters. It's about what God thinks about you. It doesn't even matter about what you think about you, you know? Like, it's about what God thinks about you. So, start looking inward and see the beauty. That beauty is on the inside. That God has a future in store for you that you don't know yet. And it's going to be beautiful and it's a future, not your own. It's God's. It's it's God's future for you. And this is just a part of your story. But it's the smallest part of your story, guys. And, and God is in control. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and take care.